Hi. Hello. Hi, and welcome to F-Bomb, the fantasy book of the month, where we drop F-Bombs about yeah. fantasy books. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fantasy, yeah. Raven. Yep. Censored, yeah. <laughs> Quack. We are gonna we talk about fantasy book themes and we talk about fantasy books in general and then sometimes we talk about fantasy books in specific. I'm Peter, and I'm telling you what's going on today. And with me today are Nick, howdy howdy, Katie, that's me, Rachel, hi, and Dan the Man Evanson. Hello. How many times? I don't know. It just seemed it just seemed like the right place for that. Oh, it was. It was. How many <laughs> times have you been called Dan the Man? Dan, I feel like it's a it's a thing that just goes along with being named Dan. I mean, not as many times as I've been called Danielson. Danielson, uh, Karate Kid, like from uh, yeah, Karate Kid. Oh wow, that's not a reference I would ever think to make. <laughs> It's I've had multiple that people I that it. I worked with where that's the only thing they've ever called me. <laughs> oh my that God. seems enormously obnoxious. Yeah, no one had to explain to me what microaggressions were. I knew what they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hmm. Yeah, hmm. All right. Oh, man. What are we talking about this month, guys? <laughs> this month, we are talking. We are not, we are none of us qualified to talk about microaggressions. Not even you, Dan. Me slightly, because there's dyslexia. I, I, I can provide you, yes, only the yes. example that I've just given. So. <laughs> um, goodness gracious. Uh, no, we are hopefully, intentionally trying to talk about urban fantasy. Ooh. The fantasy that happens in the urbans. My least. But That's... it does not include like oregano or any of that herb My stuff. Second. No, no. Or, or of cannabis, pun. as far as I'm aware. <laughs> uh, nor does it involve Carl <laughs> Urban. Um, although or I Keith suppose... Urban. Who? Keith, Keith Urban. Urban. Is that another, yeah, That's another he actor? Bones. He's the singer. No. Oh, Keith Urban. Who played Bones? His last name is Urban. That's Carl Urban. That's Carl yeah, that, Urban. That That's the, the one I referenced. That was my joke. <laughs> Although amusingly, I was thinking of him from Chronicles of Riddick, also a... which is not a movie most people think of. Him I also from, think probably. of him from Judge Dredd <laughs> and The Boys. Yes, I do remember him in Judge Dredd I really and like The Judge Boys. Dredd. <laughs> it's a really stupid movie. Wait, what are you talking about? That he's from Bones. He's... Uh, he he played Bones he played in Star Tre- in the Bones. new Star Trek. And the, yeah, no, not not Bones. The uh, the, the, okay. the show with 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 David Boreanaz. And Emily, <laughs> is that how you say that? That is not how you say that. That's how <laughs> I like, fail to yeah, say. Yeah, it. Emily Deschanel. I was like, how do you say that? I have to, and then I had to remember how to say her sister's name. And then oh, I was really God. confused because I'm like, did you mean the author of the books that that's based off of? Because Kathy Reichs. Uh, Kathy Reichs. Yeah. Rikes? That's yeah, a great uh, name. She... I like that her name. also wrote uh, the viral series, which is a teen uh, urban fantasy book set in... Neat. Um, Way yeah. to bring it back around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six, six degrees. Set in the very islands of South Carolina. Six degrees of urban fantasy. Uh, it's, yeah. It's about kids who get wolf powers, but are not werewolves. Oh. From okay. from viruses, they get the par uh, genetically altered parvo virus. Oh, that's terrifying. so. That reminds yeah. me. That reminds me of the one of the Dresden Files books. The Dresden Files being one of the the fairly well known, very successful urban fantasy yeah. series, starring Harry Dresden, the, man the that wizard. Needs to get out some more. <laughs> um, he does need to get out oh. more. It's true. Um, but uh, the second book in the series... Most people don't like it, but I really like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. There are people who say, oh, skip the first two books and start with the third. I have my own opinions about that. Uh, but, but the second book, called Fool Moon, as opposed to a full moon, ha. Uh, 
Yes. See, uh, you, you're with me. Um, uh, involves something like three, three, maybe four. I don't quite remember. Different kinds of werewolves. I, it's been a while. But, but, yeah. Oh, my. Three. Three. Thank you. I really yeah. like, because there are. I really like the, like, what's the that? good pack of werewolves. They're fun. They are fun. Yeah, there's a there's a group of people who learned how to use magic just to turn into werewolves and and to defend their territory. And there's the the ancient Lub Garu monster that is somehow dis distinguished and is what a wolf that turns human instead of the reverse. No, 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 no. No, it's a cursed human. Oh, okay. So it's it's the kind of werewolf where you don't get to decide when you become a monster. Oh, okay. Because the okay the local pack of college kids that turns into werewolves get to yeah. choose. That one's the curse. And then there are a group of skin but associated stealers. with like a, a, a one of the fae. Um, I think. What's that? What's the? What was the woman? The look woman that like act like a wolf most of the time was she? Like they never really in the book describe, but she's like the patron of those guys. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I think she was, I think, no, I think they mentioned her as being a wolf that turns into a person. That could be, that could be yeah. that she was like a straight up wolf spirit. And that she was partnered in some way with the the cursed guy. Um, and then right. there's the, the corrupt FBI people who are, who are skin, skin thieves who have stolen wolf pelts and used them to transform. So there's four different types of wolves. That's, I think that's what we're settling yeah. on. It's a good have we all read the Harry Dresden books or you? some of them? I've read up to not a one. I read past. They're fun. Proven guilty. I haven't read the most recent. I'm definitely ones. not up to date. I, I'm not up to date because at some point I moved and I packed all my boxes into books and it took a couple years for them to come out. Do you out move books into boxes? <laughs> I did when I moved. You said, um, you said books. And, you said you pack your books and uh, your boxes into books. Oh, did I? Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that's that's humiliating. So we need to delete it. Make sure that gets cut. Um, I only say the perfect thing all the time. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll let the crisis uh, yeah. resolve itself momentarily. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I really like Full Moon. Full Moon. Uh, uh, I don't. I didn't see much of the issues with it, but I've also read it rather quickly because that's what I. Well, you know, I, I I enjoy it as well. I don't. No, no, no. I see what people are saying when they suggest. Oh well, you know, it really picks up on book three. Start with book three. I understand what they're saying, but it's not a matter of, you know, are the books good or not. It's that with the first book and and the the sequel, Jim Butcher. The author Jim Butcher was aiming for modern day wizard noir. He was he was trying to get that noir detective feel into it, um, and I thought he did a pretty good job for those books. It's only on the third book, really, where he shifts gears into full blown fantasy, like urban fantasy adventure story. He's kind of uh, uh, let go of the noir conceit. And accepted. This is just a rollicking adventure, magic adventure with uh, what do you call it? With a wisecracking wizard, and and that is really the tone that that the series is known for, and that has carried it through an additional I don't know how many mm -hmm. books. So I also, thought, I also that's, don't like skipping yeah. books in a series. Oh, me neither. Me neither. I like. I I hate missing things that are in the background and not to mention that, but if you just, if you look at those two books, there is so much introduced in them that is referenced later on that, that I feel like you would be missing a lot. Um, I'm, yeah. Yeah. The, com the completionist in me just, that's not acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can't start at three. What? Like, <laughs> it makes sense. Cause it's a, have you guys watched Ruby? No, um, yeah, I'm aware so the, of it. The first, I'm aware that it's misspelled. It's an, <laughs> an it, isn't it an acronym or is it the other thing? I actually have no idea. It's, it's, an, an, acronym. it's an acronym because you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Basically, the first two seasons are kind of just 
they're really fast, and but they don't repro- uh, provide plot that much. <laughs> and then the third season is where the plot happens. So a lot of people are just like, skip the first two seasons, even though they're not, they're very short. But I, I would argue that you need to watch the other two because they provide information about the world and things like that, even though they're... Wasn't the first two seasons the one with the original no, creator the as well? Three. Yeah, with Monty. Yeah. Oh, the first three? He he was involved in yeah. that? Okay. Well, so I remember the creator passed away. He passed away. away after the second se- um, season, but he had creative like control over the third season. Okay, yeah. that um, makes sense. The first two seasons have issues with like really bad animation and things like that, and the characters who are not important in the first episode <laughs> are literally black silhouettes. <laughs> I love that. That was my favorite part. Was that they literally just made the background characters just black silhouettes in the background? Yeah. What a beautiful um, choice. Anyways, <laughs> all right, uh, no, so urban fantasy here. Okay, I I have a bone to pick with with this mm-hmm. genre. Oh my! I just don't get it. <laughs> Maybe you guys can like help illuminate this for me a little bit, but like, I, yeah, sure. What 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 doesn't you get? I I just feel like it's not a genre; it's a setting. Well, almost. isn't? No, it, no, no. It, Explain. I would, I would answer that with everything's better with dragons. Like, are you in the future? Great. Put dragons in it. Are you, are you writing a detective story? More dragons, please. Like, I feel like, you know, I, I, I don't like that um, all fantasy subgenres are just settings. Like you have alt fan history, you have steampunk, you have cyberpunk, you have all those things. There's just settings where the story takes place. And isn't I suppose there's I mean, the also, urban there's part a little bit more the, there's a little bit more tone yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. in a lot of those whereas I maybe I need some better examples of urban fantasy because I I spent a lot of time going online and finding examples just so I could like really understand it and I just had a hard time you have, personally. You have like well, um I guess my best judgment. Were- it's uh, like the power by Naomi Adian. No, how do you pronounce her last name? I can't remember. Uh, the power. Um, you have Trails of Lightning. Um, you have the uh, what is that series? Uh, the PC Peter Grant series, but um, these are mm-hmm. all uh, urban fantasy because it's basically fantastical elements in on Earth that's happening at present day. Sure, and usually usually involves like a secret fantasy element to the existing world right what is something that's commonly called a masquerade where it's all hidden from the normal people yeah like one really popular example that i'm pretty sure that everyone knows about is the um bestseller uh series twilight you know Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) phenomenal Mm. well so that's the other thing right this (coughs) not always what was that was that peter (laughs) that that was me not the care very carefully not vomiting. Um, go, go on, go on. <laughs> I wasn't I, sure I, if that was commentary or not. Oh, yes, <laughs> or yes, thorough, thorough commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel like there, there is the, the danger of this like veering into like bad teen well, stories. Territory. Oh, yeah, like most um, of the young adult stuff that I read when I was in high school was like paranormal romance where there's like oh, this dude shows up to the school and turns out that he is, you know, X kind of Monster. fantasy creature. And then they fall in he's love. He's a vamp wolf. <laughs> yes, and then he's like, oh, should I turn you or not? Uh, oh, I guess a good example for this in movies would be the Underworld movie series. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, or, or, or Blade. So I guess like Neverwhere or Alice in Wonderland, that type of thing, yeah. also kind of fit uh, Alice these. Alice in Wonderland is portal uh... fiction. Sorry, yeah, not Alice in Wonderland, but no, yeah. never. Really? It's you don't portal, consider that? That's definitely portal okay. fiction. Because, right, because the magic isn't happening in the real world. It should go somewhere else. Right, Damn, so one of the core so elements genres. of urban fantasies, one of the core elements is that it is something that takes place within the world that we understand and recognize and then you're you're adding in, you know, mysteries that do not make sense that that are that are alien to us, and constructing a world there, exploring that world. Um, Interesting. So the question, I mean, you asked like, or maybe you asserted, I don't recall. You said something about like, should it be its own genre, or that you don't think it should be its own genre? And it really comes down to how thin. 
do you want to slice genres? If you want to say fantasy counts as a genre and and nothing, no subgenre counts, well then fine, I guess it's not a genre. Um, but then, you know, are you separating low fantasy from high fantasy? Are you, is, you know, epic fantasy its own thing? Is it second world fantasy? Uh, but then a lot of things also cross those different, subcategories so they then can, it's like well, yeah. where do you where do you put i mostly those ones i mostly count books right. by their primary subgenre like the, the subgenre that affects them the most like um a good example of this is probably powder mage trilogy by um Bar- brian McCann, uh, mcclennan because he, mcclellan because that's uh military fiction or fa- military fantasy but it's also um steampunk or like flintlock Hmm. I just love how like often you guys can name a genre I've never I heard. I need to sort books, so I look up the subgenres. Oh <laughs> I, I once attended a uh, uh, not a class exactly, like a, a session, whatever, a session at a at a writers' conference that was basically a long list of subgenres with punk in the title. Yeah, involved, I do know, you know there are a lot of those. Cyberpunk, solar punk, uh, hope punk, steampunk. Mm-hmm. Biopunk. Yeah. What's that? Biopunk, solar punk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Biopunk, nanopunk, um, punkity punk, punk, a punkerson. Yeah. Um, you have like. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, that famous series, punkity punk punk. And there's also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By punky punkerson. You also have like something like Arthurian, and that's kind of a subgenre subgenre of a subgenre of sun sword and sorcery uh, arthurian i would call that historical fantasy mm. subgenre or something like that yeah i just picture sword and sorcery because it has like merlin and like, like i mean you you would you sorry you would only think of it as historical because the original arthurian fan fiction was written in like you know 892 or whatever okay. absolutely <laughs> that's why yeah yeah um um yeah go ahead anyways so I classify Arthurian fiction as its own subgenre just because it's so pro- prolific. Right. And then there's, you know, there's like sandals and sorcery or, or sword and sorcery. Um, you know, sandal and sorcery being... Uh, Gladiators? Like Conan. Yeah. Conan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and related stuff. Sword and sorcery being other really like human level fantasy stories that that aren't world world spanning like Fafford mm-hmm. and the Grey Mouser being I think examples of those sorcery, sorcery tends to be my catch all for things I don't know how to classify or at least like this is very just fantasy huh. that's your like generic fantasy yeah that makes sense to me um I love being the least knowledgeable person here, like legitimately, <laughs> I'm not, I, I love that too. I I really like having. I having love that you guys just like ignoramus like, with oh, us. That's my role, guys, on all the podcasts. <laughs> I'm just like the guy who's like, "What's the deal with cameras? Why do they use those?" I mean, I don't have knowledge. I just have, <laughs> I have an excessive need to categorize things, so I found out how to categorize the uh, things. I only sure. have that need at work. Is it your job? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, then you have. So, what do you? What's the appeal of of urban fantasy? Before we go down another rabbit hole, accessible to people. It's very accessible. That's yeah. That's exactly it. Um, since um, it's more accessible than high fantasy, like uh, because you're not learning a bunch of new settings. You know the setting. You generally know like the people and how people interact with each other. Uh, you don't not learning very weird names that you can't pronounce. Yeah, Rachel's Rachel has nailed it. I mean, in in an urban fantasy uh, book, if something crazy and weird happens, you know, oh well, this normal, this mundane person who doesn't know about the secret mysteries, they'll go to the cops or something. Whereas in a fantasy, in a real fantasy fantasy setting. The, the book is going to have to explain to you that they're, you know, uh, they must go to the Hall of Justicars in order <laughs> to speak to the Arcanist, um, you know, or something. And that's all additional information that a reader has to take in and digest and be comfortable with. It is a lot 
more palatable. And it's also to just say it's the real world, but also of magic. It's also typically they are typically um, written either as standalones or easily easily digestible chunks. Like uh, the resin files are pretty short, particularly in the beginning, and they can pretty much just be read um, without like too much too much information from what I've seen. One of the things I respect about the series is how well each book stands on its own. Yeah, um, at least that's my general knowledge of what I've seen in urban fantasy. They're either standalones or just digestible chunks from a series, a book to book. In this, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't read Twilight. Do those books stand on their yeah. own, or do you really need to read them as a as a? Unit? I don't know. Actually, I I did skip a giant part of the third of the third book or the last book because I did not care. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you have to read them in order, pretty much. I read the Wikipedia pages for those books in order. I read the whole fucking thing, and I was able to answer a trivia question in eighth grade because of it. I watched a series of videos that were parodies of pitch meetings (laughs) for people who were pitching the movie versions of those books. Can I tell you guys the ultimate disappointing story? Yes, All right. I'm so ready to be ultimately disappointed. <laughs> um, in middle school, at the oh, end man. of every yeah. year, you would have a class field trip to somewhere fun, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as freshmen, we would go to this tiny... Oh, no. uh, I'm sorry, as, as six, sixth graders, we would go to this tiny amusement park called Quasi, which sucks in Connecticut. Um, seventh grade, we'd go to... Uh, slightly larger amusement park called Lake Compounds, <laughs> which is all right, but everybody goes there constantly. You're going then, to the seventh grade amusement park this year. Oh, get ready, because in eighth grade, we'd go to Six Flags, <laughs> which... Sure, why not? We don't go to as often. Um, is it further away? It's further away. It's not... I mean, it's, it's like an hour away. Yeah, all right. So that was like, we were all looking forward to our eighth grade trip. Gets canceled because of rain. But it didn't actually rain that day. <laughs> so they push it to the rain date the next day. Pours the next day all it rains. fucking yeah. day. We can't go. Our eighth grade trip is canceled. So in order to appease us, they tried their best. I'm not, nothing against the teachers. They tried their best to keep us entertained. They like organized like a dodgeball tournament. And they br- one of the teachers went home and brought in his Xbox. Mm. But one of the activities they gave us to keep us busy was playing Twilight. For what? the entire no. eighth grade to watch in the auditorium together. Oh, no. And it oh, wait, was they, the only choice, and we wait, all had to do it. Like, they put on the movie? Yeah. Yes. Or did they make you, like, perform the, sh- the book? Oh, no, they put on the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the entire more, eighth grade class. That'd be hilarious if you had to perform it. That'd be really Because really, that was my first thought. My first thought was you had to put on a play of Twilight. Okay. Until I realized, until I realized how far away you were, I was like, oh God, was your eighth grade trip a surprise trip to Forks, Washington? <laughs> because, but no, you're too far away for that. Um, um, yeah. Also, I for- I'm not gonna lie. If we put on a play of Twilight, that would have been more fun. I think our- it probably would have. Urban fantasy is also more prevalent in younger lit YA or middle grade. It, it, it's pretty common in YA, although a lot of the popular YA these days is also um what do you call it you know the post-apocalyptic teenagers uh, this, uh, mm-hmm. dystopian. dystopian there we go it's kind yeah. of gone away because the it's been it was, it was too saturated in the market it's been it's been tapped yeah. sure i believe it. i think we're into fey and doing things with fey right now uh-huh. oh. yeah <laughs> we all like doing things with fey um i'm mostly thinking of like percy jackson uh Charlie Bone. Um, I don't know Charlie Bone. Percy Jackson definitely counts as urban fantasy. Charlie yeah. Bone is about. Uh, it's also called The Children of the Red King, where it's about Charlie Bone and his friends who are all endowed. That's a dramatic name. <laughs> well, it's about. Uh, they're all endowed with different abilities. Like Charlie himself is a picture traveler. He can hear what people in pictures are saying, and some, and he can travel into the pictures. Um, that's cool that's more of a mid-grade I'd say it is middle grade Um, and his friends like Emma Tolly can transform into birds uh, just keep using the word endowed because I'm going to start giggling (laughs) Um, Lysander Sage he he can hear his ancestors and bring their spirits back uh, to aid him 
uh, Tankery Torsen can bring. He's a Stormbringer, and uh, things like that. I'm re-listening to it, so I know all the things now. No, oh, that's good. Um, Do you guys like urban fantasy in general? Not really, unless it's in like kid lit. <laughs> I she knows a lot about it. I used to like it a lot more when I was, you know, the the sad mopey teen girl who's like, oh, I wish that like some you know mythical hot guy would just fall from the sky and you know. Well, and and, and he did. I mean, yeah. I mean, he yeah. wasn't falling from the sky. We met in a barn. Huh. Um, most okay. people, most people cut one letter off of that sentence. That's where my parents met. Barn in a in a barn. barn? No, barn? in a barn. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, I don't really like adult urban fantasy. I have like two series that I like. I like the Uncanny Collateral series and the PC Peter Grant series that I are actively following as urban fantasy. Yeah, I'd say I enjoy it. I you know I don't. I'm not going to say I hunt it down or anything, but I enjoy it. I enjoyed, I enjoy, I've enjoyed the PC Peter Grant that I've read. I enjoyed Dresden Files. I've en- I enjoyed. Um, there's a couple of books by Shannon McGuire. Oh, the Waver Chill Dragon series. I don't think so. It, uh, uh, Discount Apocalypse. I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Waver Chill is more portal fantasy. Hmm. Yeah. Well, a but, lot of uh, the you know, more adult urban fantasy is like the adult urban fantasy. Oh, well, yeah. So that, that leads, that leads into a book that I read anticipating this, um, this topic called lethal game. Oh my gosh. The the transforming Um, the shifter trilogy stuff. They're all shifters. (laughs) uh, No, not. No, no, we're not shifters. There's no, they're psychic soldiers. What? Yeah, that's. I, I don't see know. a lot that's of. That's what I'm telling you. It's, at work. So there are like, <laughs> and it's like, there are like twenty of these the books in this series. They're all something game, mind game, lethal game, toxic game, bullshit game, uh, and they're all you know sexy romances or. Uh, and I, you know, it's one of those books that you see in the checkout line at a drugstore. And I'm like, you know what? I see these all the time and I never bother with them. And this one looks like it's supernatural or something. I'll give it a shot. Um, and boy, it was awful. <laughs> I mean, I'm not inher- I'm not really surprised, but it was it was it was so bad. Oh, um. I was I was watching a booktober and she was reading a series that takes the Disney stories like Disney princess stories and pairs them with the villain and they're all very adult and very sexy. Huh. Like the first one is called Desperate Measures and it's Jasmine and Jafar in a oh, in a, con, a conceptual non-consent r- r- relationship and I'm like mm mm ah <laughs> uh, not for me. I mean, since you've opened the door of to erotic Disney, that <laughs> oh god, is, is this what we're talking about this month? I thought this this is this is what I'm talking about for another seventy, eighty seconds, and then okay. maybe we can leave it alone. There, um, so so Disney as a company has a firm rule about no hanky panky on site at its parks because you know kids friendly and don't do that. And if they catch you, like there are people who are Disney files, you know, Disney fanatics who really want to go to Disney and also get their freak on. And and if Disney catches you, you'll they'll ban you for life. So just to tickle that part of the brain for those people, there's at least one person who's written and self-published under the radar, I guess, um, erotic fiction of getting it on at you know at disneyland or disney oh world god what a like, niche that is the yeah exactly that is that is the theme they have know what would be hot it. is if we were at disney and doing the sex they're just like describing sexual scenes inside like fucking inside, 
yeah, the, like it's a small world. It's a small. World. I know. Uh. I really don't like that because, especially my association <laughs> of going there as a child. Mm. What can I, I say? Up there with with dinosaur CEO erotica. Uh, there was <laughs> like a, a really good niche. There's somebody who did COVID oh, erotica. Fuck. Oh no. Sure. Totally I want to hear. What? That's hear a hell of a niche. What was so bad about your book, Peter? Though. Oh, uh, well, depends on how many times you like you like hearing a male character refer to a female character as his woman. Do you really zero, like that? Zero, zero times? Do you do you really like seeing that on oh, I mean, just yes. about every page? I love it. Do you do you want that? Do you do you want do you want every male character to be like super masculine in the way that we all recognize as toxic, but the author clearly doesn't. It gets, okay, good. It gets boring. That's in this book. <laughs> oh, it gets boring. Negative pages in. It was boring when I touched it. Um, <laughs> and you know, do you want the very much like pheromonal? Oh, we are, we meant for each other within seconds kind of feeling that makes no sense ever but except these characters were modified with animal dna so <laughs> now it's pheromone sex time um yeah i mean i don't like i can keep saying words but it's not gonna you i think you already know what's wrong with this book <laughs> I podcast idea guys no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just read like fucking Bigfoot <laughs> porn and whatever. I mean, I the mean, Omegaverse is out there. I mean, there was already a podcast that that read aloud Chuck Tingle <laughs> material. So I think we're behind the curve. Oh, shoot. We really are. I gotta, I'll share you, you with oh, a goodness. video real quick. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so you did not like this book, is what I'm gathering. Oh, it was awful. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was worse than I feared. No, it was it was worse than I hoped. I hoped that I had picked up at least like an okay modern day supernatural erotic romance, but no, I picked up just just awful. I picked up a book that was awful. I thought it was paper, <laughs> oh, but gross. it was poop. Did you wash your hands? <laughs> I have you never have washed my hands. Wait, you mean ever? No. Correct. Can I go next? Because okay. mine is kind of in the same vein. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, sure. There's the same no, veiny. Oh, no. 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 But there was a lot of sex in it. Put it back. So I read Darkness okay. Unbound by Carrie Arthur. She yeah, that sounds uh, like sex. is very prolific. Yes. That sounds kinky. So the main girl, she's half werewolf and half aid. A-E-D-H, I guess. I don't know. But it's like kind of like an angel spirit kind of thing. But then her mom is like... Hmm. This This takes place in Australia also. Keep in mind. Not that it's important, but, you know, Australia. Um, And then she's got like this aunt who is not really her aunt. She's like half vampire, half werewolf. Her mom is a werewolf, but she's also a clone. Her friend is, they call her a mare, but they like don't go into it. And they just say like, oh yeah, my dad's trying to pressure me into getting it on with this stallion. And it's like, so wait, are you a person? Are you a horse? Are you like a shifter? It does not explain that at all. But like things happen and it's, I actually kind of liked it. Because, oh okay, because yes. of the because of the horse. Give me some fucking horse erotica, erotic Her erotica. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, equine erotica. Oh, e erotica. That sounds like necrotica. No, <laughs> like... It I does. Like and it. I'm just kidding. No. Um... <laughs> oh my god. I don't have horse erotica, but I have polar Why, erotica. Rachel? Ooh. You know what? Look, look in the look in the I will, book I discussion will channel. It. I just I am a lot more normal <laughs> than I thought. You guys are. <laughs> no, but like, okay, this only had like 
two actual sexy scenes, but they got into it pretty deep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it, you know, there was actual uh, plot done. and that was cool. So that that's my review. <laughs> that's cool. And there's like 16 like books it. in the series and this is actually like a second series that comes after the first series that like explains like almost everything that goes on cuz I think the first series uh, her mom is the main character and now this one is focused on you know the daughter. Um so I don't know about you guys, but I get bored after like halfway through books that are like 24 ser- books in a series. I really get really bored. Halfway through the 24 book series? Not halfway through, <laughs> but like um, I normally stop around like book eight. Oh my god, you're giving it way more than I would. <laughs> if I hear 24 book series, I don't even start it. That's Oh my god. I, I stopped at book nine in Dresden, I think. I mean, when I was a kid, I read the first, I read the Xanth series, which I mean, we all know is regrettable is. at this point. I've never read it. Nope. Uh, Spider okay. Anthony, no. and if you remember that author name, like, then, yeah. Yeah. So um, the Xanth series, I think I stopped reading them around book twenty. Holy cow! I don't know how many there are now. Um, oh, but now that I've brought that up, I forgot. Uh, Piers Anthony wrote another good example of uh, of urban fantasy, the the Incarnations of Immortality series, which I think no, I was going to talk about one of those for this podcast, and then I got kind of too sick and tired of it when I tried the reread. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, you know, it's basically a a near future where science and magic have both advanced or science kept advancing and then magic caught back up. And so there's a whole lot of magic and sci-fi and it's kind of cool. There's 44 Um, books in the series. But. Oh, my. In Xanth. Okay, well, that's I'm sad now. I was sad. Wait, what did you just. Oh, I see. Uh, My my list says 47. But uh, uh, some, you know, several of them are only fourth. Oh, three of them are just announced and forthcoming. Yeah, um, they're still but, going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. Is it? His, I don't know. Is it his, People got to eat, man. Is it, wow. is it his like flagship series or something? Yeah, book number so. fifty is called "The Color I mean, he's of been... the Panties." Oh yeah, yeah that book it is. It I is. Sent you guys a I don't even want to get into the reasons that he's bad. Not except I'll say I'll say focus on underage girls and then I'll stop. Um, let's let's switch subjects now. <laughs> Please, I'll go. Uh, I read *The City We Became* by N.K. Jemisin. It's a good book. I have several some gripes about it. My the biggest gripe I had of it was there was a trans male character who its only job was to say. I had transphobia against me and then leaves for the rest of the book. And I was like, can you have a huh. <laughs> I wanted to have him have more character. Um, that was my personal opinion. I don't like have anything about the rep. It was just, I'd rather him have more of a character than that scene. Um, and the pacing a little off. It was a good book. I just didn't click with it since I, it's what it is, is about, um, the boroughs of New York City uh, come to life, and there's some Lovecraftian stuff happening, and they have to put it uh, stop it as the avatars of New York City. Um, that sounds kind of cool. It, is. it does sound cool, and it's uh, it's it's just I think I'm with Rachel, or it just didn't click with me. Um, hmm. It was a really cool concept. Uh, a lot of people enjoy it. I don't. I think it didn't click with me because I don't. I'm not the per. Uh, I had some gripes with like a lot of the characters sounded the same to me, or they were just too much from this one character's point of view. Um, they're all very. Also, everyone was either angry or evil, and I wanted more nuance than that. <laughs> um, but that was basically it. It's a very good book. Um, it went where it's trying to do different social justice concepts, and it does make up really good points with those. But I rather have 
more I guess it just didn't click with me. It it also like doesn't finish yeah. <laughs> in a really great way. Like it's very clearly like like there will be more books. Obviously, I mean, I think like literally, it says number like number one of whatever it series uh, in the title. Uh, series. Yeah. So uh, I think people should re- definitely should read it. And I think, especially if you live in New York City, I think it would be very poignant for you and things like that. And and like it's based on a short story novella or something that she wrote, and like that on its own is actually really good, which I think is like the first. It's like the preface or the first chapter in this in this one. Yeah. Uh, it, has, it has a cool love like horror and things like uh, like Lovecraftian um, elements in it. Everything's Sounds tentacles. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is tentacles. Everything is tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think I didn't click no, with it at the time. No, I mean that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's a very. I mean, it's a shame because like her previous series, I ate up. Every one of those three three books in the that the Broken uh, Earth trilogy. The, I forget what they're called now. Gotcha. Yep, or the, go. the hundred thousand. I like the hundred thousand kingdoms, but I looked back on it. I think I didn't click with the writing style too too much. In that series. Is that the one with all the gods? No, wait. Hundred thousand kingdoms. Yeah, I think I that one too. Yeah. Wait, which one? Hundred thousand kingdoms. That was oh, the yeah. trilogy before Broken Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- th- there was some weird sex stuff that didn't click with me, in the, especially in the first book. <laughs> oh, I disagree with that. Oh. Well, you, 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 you literally can't. That didn't click with her. Yeah. No, right. Yeah, I mean, it clicked with me. There's I don't a, remember there's an the sex scene where a woman essentially uh, has a sexual relationship with the concept of night. Uh, also, that I but there was also was the the concept of they want to have sex with somebody who look, looks like a child and I'm like I get that in anime I don't need that in books I, I really I don't like it in anime oh that's right uh, yeah it was a kind of a a reference to how god incest is kind of common throughout the world <laughs> I don't yeah I don't remember those elements of it yeah. in that in that series in that book I didn't read the others in the series I haven't read the oh I mean that there's a lot of sex in that series. There is. I believe it. So you know what? I, I think I've only read the first book, so maybe there's not as much in that. It was the the first one's the Broken Kingdom. No, that's or the no second one's the Broken. It's Kingdom. literally called the Hundred Thousand. It's Kingdoms. literally called the Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. Okay, that's that's okay. That's Are, where I was at first. Was the main character blind in the of the book you read? No, no, I read the first book in the series, okay. so it's I don't remember a blind character. No, actually, um, I think the second book it might be my favorite out of the series. I really well, yeah. I, I, it's on my list. Um, anyways, I think people would really enjoy um, we the city we became. It has a really great concept. It brings up really great points. I just didn't. It wasn't for me. You know, like maybe the second one will be yeah. much better because it doesn't like get to know. the plot very quickly. Or it. I think that was my biggest problem. Was it felt like the whole book was an introduction to something that will happen later. Also, on. I didn't like the treatment of Staten Island too much. Um, Why not? I can't explain. Uh, I'll like. Do you do you mind if I explain? Yeah, you can explain. Because I feel like I probably feel the same way that you do. I, so all of the so the the avatars of New York are not like they're not freshly born. They are people. They were people, and then they are like taken over sort of by the the, the nature of their city. So they have existing history and connections to actual people. And Staten Island, number one, is I think the only character with a notable mental illness. Does that sound fair, Rachel? Um, yeah, she has anxiety and panic attacks a lot. Like in the extreme, like she physically freaks out and like attacks someone in her introductory chapter so there's a little bit of like the sort of hysterical woman trope that kind of gets brought up a lot in her bits and then she's she's representing staten island i think somewhat well to the sort of stereotype of the people that live in staten island but like that's also sort of oddly Probably I, I, making a character like that then be representative of the most white and 
reliably racist community in New York, like felt very unfortunate. I see. Sounds sketchy. All right. I know we do have a hard stop tonight, right? So yeah. Anyway, we could, Rachel and I can talk about, yeah. Anyways, Hit us up on Twitter. If you want to talk about it. It's a really <laughs> great book. You should read it. It has brings up really great points, especially about like racism, um, different elements. Like there's a, there's a lot of different representation in the book. There's um, indigenous representation, black, um, uh, black, uh, black representation of, of, a bunch of representation that is definitely good uh good and written well like for all my problems with it they're mostly like structural not yeah like the book was unreadable or something well of course not it's jemison yeah, yeah right i mean that's what i mean yeah exactly. i was trying to uh i don't know sorry no it's good it's good i i will say though that like the general trajectory of this entire conversation has told me that like urban fantasy is just like full of like sex and awkwardness and <laughs> no, yeah I think next time we have a theme like like this we should just go ahead and do romance <laughs> i would die <laughs> oh my god this has been really fun i'm liking this dan do you wanna <laughs> yeah i picked a book i like uh so i i feel like was i the only one <laughs> <laughs> I was tolerable. Oh, okay. oh, I was really wrong. She is white. She's a thirty-year-old white woman. I thought she was yeah, uh, yeah. black. I am really sorry. <laughs> I misread that. No, um, I mean it's it, all good. Yeah, happens. Uh, so, so I picked uh, Shadow Shaper by Daniel Jose Older. Um, it is uh, from a few years ago. Uh, I think back in 2015. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, I mean I really like this series. He has like a whole sort of uh little universe that uh he writes in, which uh Shadow Shaper is a part of that's mostly about adapting uh his uh ancestral background and and spiritual beliefs into the kind of urban New York setting. Um and Shadow Shaper is his uh YA uh, entry into that series. Uh, there's three books in the series, but I've only read the first one. So, um, but it's really excellent. Uh, it's got um, like an interesting magic system where the main character can like invest spirits into art and the art will like come alive and uh, what do do be, be like art ghosts. <laughs> That's so, so fucking Wait, cool. Like, like in the Harry Potter series, how the paintings are. No, it's like, more oh. like graffiti and street art is most commonly uh, used. Um, is it a little like like ink art, but applied to paintings or to you know to to art? Hmm. You remember so a lot of times the this so the the ghosts in Daniel Jose Older's worlds are typically like ancestral spirits to some extent. And then like what you might popularly understand to be a ghost, which is just like a person who has died and not moved to the afterlife. Uh, and there is like a, an odd sort of bureaucracy that operates in the spiritual world that, uh, helps do this. But sh the shadow saber series kind of, uh, is somewhat tangential to that to that kind of stuff. But, um, but the mechanism of it is, is that she sort of channels like a, like a spirit medium kind of channels spirits in the area. And then they can through her inhabit paintings, architecture, uh, hmm. things that have like cultural significance seems to be important. Um, even if it's just like a mural, uh, and then they can, th the spirits can then manipulate the physical world by by doing that. Like normally, they can't interact with people without like possessing them or something. So she has like this history of, uh, or not history, but but an ancestry that has this kind of ability, but she doesn't know about it because uh, uh, through the events of the book, we find out that her people this tradition had not really been like had 
kind of fallen down in the previous generation and not been passed on. And so as she's like investigating her past um, through various sources, uh, mostly like through her family, but also like through other people in her neighborhood. And um, she's sort of finding out about the kind of uh, Cuban inspired uh, culture, like the New York Cuban uh, mix that exists in uh, her part of, I think it's Bed-Stuy is where she lives in, in New York. Um, and it's, you know, it's just like really interesting. I think Daniel Jose Older is, has like a really great writing style and he can like really easily navigate uh, the kind of cultural ins and outs like effortlessly without making me feel like an outsider because I'm very obviously like, I don't know anything about being Cuban or living in New York or any of those things, but like, it's still a really fun read. And when I'm done, I feel like a little bit, like I've, you know, visited those places and like seen those things, which is like when I find, like, I feel like that's a really sign, like a good sign that like a book is like really well done is when you're done and you feel like you, you sort of have been there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it's really great. I think you guys should check it out. Daniel Jose Older uh, is a really like, I don't think the only thing of his that I have not read at all is the Star Wars stuff that he's done. So I would, I would say he has a really great middle, middle grade series called the Dactyl Hill squad about kids that time travel and ride around dinosaurs. And uh, oh, that sounds dope. yeah, it's super dope. <laughs> so everything Daniel Jose Older, I say, check out. But Shadow Shaper in particular is really good urban fantasy. There's a great like uh, like one of the side characters, I think, raps and like sometimes the, the I don't know. There's a lot of like really odd but but cool moments that involve ghosts and the art and stuff of the neighborhood and, and how those two things like mix together a lot that, you know, I just I can't encourage people enough to read this book. Go get it. That sounds Thank super you. unique. Yeah. I love it. Do we have anything else to add? No, now I just feel awkward because I didn't review my book that well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just spat some words about mine. Don't worry about it. If <laughs> so, so we got to let Nick go, but I need to ask him first. Have we, have we, have you, have we convinced you? Let's we'll see how many times I can stutter. Have we, have, so have we, but <laughs> that's like 12. Have, so is 13? it no but 14. right okay so have ha, have you 24? ever did the with it you know that video of the little kid who can't spit out his sentence no i don't you don't know, know this oh my god i don't uh so yeah. have we convinced I'll, I'll you <laughs> that urban fantasy is a genre uh yeah but I, i'm also convinced that my apprehensions were right but for the wrong reason <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's a really big sub, uh, genre it's own subgenres um when it's talking about, is it middle grade? Is it a uh, young adult? Is it adult and things like that? Well, I yeah, mean, I mean is, it, is it romance, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe again, like Nick was saying, it's not a genre, but a setting. Um, I, but mm -hmm. I, again, I feel like an argument that fantasy itself is a setting. It is the world building that makes it fantasy. Oh, is it though? Or is yeah. it like, that's what, that's what, um, uh, that's what our interviewer, interviewer said. Yeah, I don't know. Even when I look at like some of those other examples, like a steampunk, like, yeah, that's a setting. But there's also like a certain tone expectation. Well, I, I, for me, I would argue also high fantasy. That's entirely setting. Well, I I mean, I think this is a bigger and longer argument. Yeah, I, I disagree. Um, I, I so think we're, we're going to have to get out the boxing gloves. I think we're <laughs> opera, operization. Uh, what is that word? Operationalizing it different, uh, the word setting differently. We may be, and we can discuss that in the future. But now, we've uh, we've pushed, we've held on to Nick longer than than his time. Oh, it's it's all good. It's, it was a soft out, not a hard out. Oh, I sorry, I took it as a hard. So I didn't. I don't. I wanted to be really good, considerate of that. What was I that, appreciate Katie? that. I said it was just a softy, not a hardy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you. I haven't been a hardy. No, uh, you guys are. You you are making me realize that two books I read previously though are certainly urban fantasy, um, and I enjoyed them both very much. Neverwhere, oh yeah. Um, early on, I re reviewed that one and um, Weave World, which although oh, they're 
The salesman. Yeah, although there's an argument for it being like a portal fantasy like discussed because they do enter the weave world, those scenes, those sections of the book are so incredibly short compared to the rest of it. Like I would say a good Hmm. 80% of it takes place just in the real world. Now that you brought up Neverwhere, now I have a question that I need to ask off camera. Okay. Well, because it's uh, off top. You've got a camera running. Um, No, I don't. It's an audio camera. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, she found my camera. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> Final thought. Uh, this is well. I was just gonna. Say, I was gonna say. I was just gonna say. Also, in response to Neverwhere, that, that, that I could see an argument being made that it's more of a fairy tale, or that you could consider it too a portal fiction in some fashion, um, because the character is pretty much whisked out of mundane I, London. But oh, but it is pretty expressly happening in London. Oh, right? absolutely. It's it's very tied to its urban setting and environment, even though it's it's you know fairy tailed up. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that it's not urban fantasy. I think I might argue that it also fits into those others, and that's sure. not really an argument that it's like. Who am I arguing against? What's the point? Um, <laughs> Being an urban fantasy does not mean you can be can't be other subgenres as well. You're not, that's true. That's weird. true. They're not they're not buckets. They're they're tags. Yeah. What was that, Katie? So is Harry Potter urban fantasy? Like I never yeah thought about it. I, I, I was going through this fantasy. in my head earlier. I just didn't want to bring it up, so I didn't. <laughs> it is though. Ah, uh, so I did. Sure <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 fantasy in a modern era, and I. It's a, but also kind of but it's at the masquerade. But it's yeah, and there is the masquerade, but it's also so very separated from yeah, it is. from the you know the urban world, the modern world. Like there, it, it doesn't benefit from any of the uh, setting advantage that we discussed earlier on, right? There's no, uh, it doesn't. You know, if like something that. crazy happens, you don't you don't have any idea what people should do, like go to the cops or something. It's um, I guess I guess they go to the do they go to the headmaster? Do they get a it, a potion? What's going on? Yeah. That guy's very unreliable. Yeah. No, he is. It, he's he's slimy. <laughs> I guess you can go to the auroras, but they're the auroras. Yeah, it's uh, it's not. Um, yeah, it's it's like they 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 lose all of that, and it's I it's. Guess it could be like. I guess it technically could be portal fiction. You could you could call it that. I think it, I think it. I don't know. I think it might. It's, I'm guys. It's urban fantasy. I'm I'm sorry. It's it is urban. <laughs> it doesn't spend enough time in the real world. Real question: that, that Is, is Dragon true. Ball Z an urban fantasy? No, it's science fiction. <laughs> I actually don't. I mean, there are aliens, so, but I don't know a lot about it. Is, um, no, it's science fantasy. The fourth season is is portal fantasy because they go to the other world. That's true. Um, it. Okay, Charlie Bone. I uh, Charlie Bone is urban fantasy, and it's kind of similar to Harry Potter. With the they go to a boarding school and they have uh, they're like secret meetings and things like that, and um, with the powers, kids with powers having going to boarding school and shit going down in the boarding school. Um, but it spends more time in the real world versus Harry Potter. Mm. What about the magicians? Yeah, I was just thinking that uh, urban fantasy hands fucking mm-hmm. down slash mm-hmm. portal because they do go to spoiler fillery. Yeah. <gasps> oh, that's right. I think it starts out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, if you don't know anything about the books, you don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I hated the TV show. I didn't bother with it. I hated it the first time I watched it because I didn't like anybody. But then the second time I watched the first season, I loved it because I hated everybody. You're not supposed to like any that. I mean, that was like the point of the first. I I hate that series, but but it's because everyone is unlikable. There are no there. Well, there's one likable character and she dies. Well, in the the TV series. No, in both. Well, in both. So I, I loved the first book as a standalone. And and I then I but I hated it as a series. Yeah, I don't know. The, but that also brings the point of can you well, unlikable characters and that uh, what's the unlikable character and things like that. You can have one. I'll give you one. Okay. It can't be a whole book of unlikable characters. That's just an unlikable book. <laughs> uh, but you can also like them seeing them punished in books. They don't get punished. At the end, they're gods. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> At the end of the series? At the end of the first book. 
No, they're not. The, literally, the woman is floating in the air with like a fiery crown and angel wings. Yeah, no, like, look. Come away with of... me so we can do cocaine and have sex in the sky. I mean, she doesn't say that. There's a lot of magic that goes on, and she's just doing some magic. There's no clue that they're gods. Oh, look, the whole point of the first book, and and I just, you know, I'm annoyed that there are any more after this. The whole point of the first book, as as I read it, was that there is... You know, there is there is something that is magical. And if you work hard enough at it, you can rob it of all of its magic and it will be boring and ugly and mundane and life threatening or life sucks. Well, sucking. I think the point of it was that and you can recapture that magic at the end. I thought that like the, the point magic was can like, still be there. You have to be miserable and like just on at the bottom of your life to be able to access magic. Because, like, everybody was super depressed or, like, manic in some form. And they were the only ones who were able to do it. They were all, they were all super obsessive. Like, like, that, you know, if you're super obsessive, then you get to figure out magic or something. But that's, I felt like it was really about your, your passions turning into work and becoming drudgery and then rediscovering the joy of your passions again. That's what, that was the message that it carried for me. And the second book ruined that. And I just kind of, I, I, I thought it was supposed to be like a character study or like a, a trope, dis, like what's the word destroying of the choices. Of the deconstruction is the word you're looking yeah, for. I can't word. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it was also kind of a deconstruction of Harry Potter, but still. I thought it was the chosen one trope in particular. Um, anyways, we should end the podcast. Wait, alternate take. On what? The Magicians, the first book in The Magicians is like if train spotting uh, instead of heroin, it was about magic. And then at the end, the main character got cleaned up, except then flew off to do cocaine and have sex in the sky. Like uh, instead of becoming a normal person. That's that's my alternate take on what The Magicians is about. I like that take. And on that note, thank you for listening to... Probably stale I... takes on old <laughs> books. And I can't review a book worth shit. You did fine. I was, I was trying to order my thoughts, and I couldn't order my thoughts about that book. Sometimes thoughts will not be ordered. Next time, admittedly, I did paranormal romance. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's, we're going to have a boxing match <laughs> off camera to figure that out. Don't worry. Um, I really don't want romance. So we can do that in February for fantasy romance. All right. I am all I right. am shutting this shit down. So thank <laughs> you all for listening. This has been uh fantasy book of the month, aka F bomb. AKA um, shit a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. It kind of was, yeah. Can we just rename this to the shit show? Uh, I'm sure that's uh, already a podcast or like seven. Um, I mean, we've, oh, we've definitely named an episode oh, the show before. Yeah. So, um, yeah. all right. Well, with me, with me today, and I'm grateful for all of them. Are Rachel? Hi. I woke up two minutes before this. If you couldn't tell, <laughs> I don't think we could. How can we find you? Uh, anywhere at Ar- at Argent Rape. Uh, I mostly stay off the twitters, but you can message me at the twitters to yell at me. And Katie, that's me. You can find me on Twitter at Shimmy Book where I tweet if I remember I have it. Also, uh, Storygraph. Oh. Check out Storygraph. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Evangelista. Howdy, howdy. Um, yeah, you can find me and my other podcasts on TooManyThoughtsMedia.com. Uh, along with go. all this yeah. show. All these shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Still doing the shows. And uh, Daniel the Manual Evanson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Dan Evanson. You can find me at DanielEvanson.com. Uh, I am Sinister Infant on Twitter. And uh, please come find me. I'll talk to you. I'm so alone. <laughs> no. And I am Bro. Peter Schaefer. Uh, you can find me at Shoeless Pete on Twitter or ShoelessPeteGames.com or PAShaefer.com. Uh, it's easy to spell if you spell Schaefer correctly. So, uh, you know, there's good luck. like eight different ways to spell it. So good luck. Yeah, no, you'll never find me. And that's fine. I'm a private, <laughs> private man. Um, and uh, Nick, what, if they want to send us things like messages or complaints or photos of their bookshelves, where can they do that? 
Yeah, be sure to email us at too many thoughts media at gmail.com. Perfect. Very professional. Yeah. And join our Discord. Yeah. That's that's totally a thing that also works. Uh, we'll put information somewhere that you can find. And uh, go away now. <laughs> Until next time, <laughs> keep reading.